With your latest news, I'm April Cummings, Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee, reporting 447 COVID-19 tests carried out since our last report on Wednesday. There were three positives. All are travelers who will remain in isolation until considered recovered. The total number of COVID-19 vaccines administered to date is now at 69,404. So far, 37,113, that's about 57 percent of the estimated population of 65,000, have received at least one dose of the vaccine, with 50 percent having completed the two-dose course. As we have been reporting, the latest vaccine delivery expires at the end of June, and anyone not yet vaccinated will need to receive their first vaccine before the 9th of June to give them the necessary 21 days between vaccinations for the two-dose course. We're getting reports of two power outages affecting some 572 CUC customers. We'll continue to monitor the situation and bring you updates as they become available. Deputy Premier the Honorable Chris Saunders says in some ways government finances are doing better than expected. At this week's COVID-19 briefing, he reported that as of the end of March, government earned a surplus of $196.2 million for the first three months of the year. As in previous years, these fees are this income is driven by fees earned from the financial services industry, where most companies are actually required to actually pay most of their um, annual fees within the first three months of the year. At Wednesday's briefing, Mr. Saunders highlighted some of the trends. The original budget for the 2021 year, which was compiled in late 2019, which is more than a year ago, forecasted a surplus of $168.8 million for the first three months of 2021. So in short, the results at the end of March 2021 were $27.4 million better than what was previously budgeted. Additionally, when compared to the same period last year, Results at the end of March this year is an improvement of $23.9 million over the same period. The Deputy Premier notes last year we were at a surplus of $172.3 million. SAGCs, that's statutory authorities and government-owned companies, did better than projected, showing a net surplus of $6.4 million instead of the projected deficit of $9.2 million. So in essence, for the first quarter of this year, the SAGC's performance is actually 15.6 million more than what was also budgeted. When we combine central government surplus of 196.2 million, coupled with the 64.6 with the 6.4 million net surplus from SAGCs, the entire public sector had a surplus of 202.6 million dollars at the end of March 2021, which is 43.1 million better than budget and 25.4 million better than where we was at the same time last year. Mr. Saunders says the Cayman Islands' debt-to-GDP ratio is 5.1 percent, which he says is one of the best in the world. Joining elected officials from the Bahamas and Barbados, Cayman's new premier, the Honorable Wayne Panton, weighed in on the importance of disruption during today's event. The RF economic outlook offers us an opportunity to consider how we can recalibrate our impact on the world of business and the communities around us in the company of some of the brightest minds of the day. Mr. Panton says Cayman has already achieved much on the world stage, in particular securing a high quality of life for many of its people. But he adds that income and wealth disparity is growing in Cayman. In the new post-COVID-19 environment, we must seek to address these issues in a way that is meaningful for everyone 
and it will require new ways of governing and doing business in a more sustainable manner. It is this approach, one that enshrines sustainability and resilience, which government plans to enshrine in its policy objectives going forward. Mr. Panton says today's regional conference gives Cayman a chance to benefit from interaction with its peers, hopefully leading to holistic solutions to the problems the Caribbean faces. After fire crews extinguished a fire which broke out Wednesday, crews were back at the landfill for a small flare-up. More from Radio Cayman's Shanta Gallego. Cayman Islands Fire Service, along with crews of the Department of Environmental Health, worked overnight on the fire at the Georgetown landfill. A small flare-up happened at around 1.30 a.m. this morning. CIFS says the flare-up was quickly extinguished using, quote, safe systems of work, and the area of concern was continually damped with no other issues arising. The damping operation was shut down at 7.30 this morning with equipment remaining in place and the DEH monitoring the area. A CIFS relief crew returned to the landfill at around 9 a.m. this morning, and officials say further assessment of the situation would be made and they would recommend any required operational tactics as necessary to ensure it does not reignite. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. And officials with the Department of Environmental Health are issuing a reminder about the proper disposal of batteries. During April and May, DEH says there have been three small fires at the landfill, which they believe were caused by batteries and waste. There is a battery recycling program, and to find out more about that, you can visit the recycling section at deh.gov.ky. Some 26% of Cayman's critically endangered Old George population is believed to have been lost in a March fire in the Ironwood Forest. As Radio Cayman's Paula Cal reports, the area is the largest piece of old-growth ancient forest now remaining in the Georgetown area. The Ironwood Forest was raised by fire on March 12th for almost 24 hours before being deemed extinguished. The Department of Environment's Flickr magazine reports that the fire appears to have originated from a property bordering the forest area. The article reveals that all Old George within the extent of the fire were completely burnt and only a very few dry forest tree species survived. Old George is critically endangered as it has already lost much of its original habitat to extensive land use change in Georgetown. The DOE says the ghost orchid species also suffered losses during the fire. Dry forest trees and old George plants that were bordering the fire extent were also non-lethally damaged by the flames, and it is unknown how quickly the dry forest species will recolonize the cleared areas. The DOE says shoots of the wetland sedges and ferns were protected from the fire by the water table and have already begun sprouting new shoots and are expected to recover quickly. While DOE officials believe the fire was accidental, it was likely human-caused, and they're asking residents to use safe fire practices when burning to minimize risk to property, wildlife, plants, and human life. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. Another massive hike in local gas prices, marking more than two months of steady increases. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller explains. According to the overall Retail Network Weekly Analysis done by the Utility and Competition Regulation Office, regular self-service gasoline across the islands are $4.39 a gallon, which is up 18 cents since the last check on April 29th. Premium spiked 8 cents to $4.75, while diesel is averaging $4.38, an increase of 15 cents. For a quick comparison, six months ago, gas prices were $3.89 
$4.99 for regular, $4.27 for premium, and $3.86 for diesel. For Grand Cayman, the average price of gasoline is $4.58 a gallon. The cheapest is reportedly being sold at Four Winds, where Offreg says it is $4.17 a self-service gallon. The average price for regular gas in Cayman Brack is stuck at $4.61, while folks on Little Cayman are still paying $5.40. While folks on Little Cayman are still paying $5.54 a gallon. On the diesel side of things, the average price for Grand Cayman is $4.36 a gallon. Offreg says the cheapest is being sold at Refuel for $3.92. According to AAA, the average price of gasoline in Florida is $2.87 for regular and $3.51 U.S. for premium. Log on to offreg.ky for a full breakdown. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The Cayman Enterprise City website receives some global recognition. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. Developed by Crow NYX Digital SEZC and designed by Wolsey Creative SEZC, the new Cayman Enterprise City website has won the HubSpot Website Design Award. CEC was recently, recently been recognized globally um, through the CRM platform HubSpot for uh, the best design in Latin America. We're, we're thrilled to have received the recognition and the award and really um, it's been a fun project to dig our teeth into. CEC's Vice President of Marketing and Public Engagement, Caitlin Elphinstone, explains what they were aiming to accomplish with the revamped website. The goal of redeveloping the Cayman Enterprise City website was to deliver a website that will help to further establish CEC's global brand, um, bring it credibility, um, really clearly convey CEC's offering and showcase our growing vibrant community of innovative entrepreneurs. The way that we designed it, the infrastructure, way that the user experienced through the website. Ms. Elphinstone adds that online representation is essential to the success of businesses. Since launching the redesigned website at the end of um, 2020, CEC has seen a really significant increase in engagement. So that's important to help drive traffic through the website to help gain exposure for CEC as well as the Cayman Islands is a great place to do business. Um, and inbound leads are really critical to our mission to helping diversify Cayman's economy um, and to help to attract business to set up a genuine physical presence in the Cayman Islands. Visit the CEC website at caymanenterprisecity.com. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The website submission received a score of 90.50 from a possible 100 points. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.